0: There is a unification again in in the United States that we've not seen in a few years. And that's a beautiful thing. And when people unify, amazing things change. And it's always to serve each other better. This is no different.
1: This is the FM Evolution Podcast. Brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, bringing you trends, innovations, and advancement of the facility management universe. Welcome to the Evolution. Here's Sean Black. What's up, guys? Sean Black at FM Evolution. Welcome back to the show. I'm excited today. Um, First of all, because I am COVID-19 free, which is always a good thing as we shelter in place here in California. And uh, we're going to be sitting down with Jim Robbins today, uh, CEO, author, and speaker uh, with CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, Inc. We're talking about COVID-19 and the effects in the facility maintenance world. Um, uh, Today, this week, we're going to be chatting about the government, their response, um, what to expect in the future, and what you can do right now as a facility manager with stores that are closed down um, or they're looking to close down. So stay tuned, you're not gonna miss this. But before that, here's a word from our sponsor. At CGP Maintenance and Construction Services Incorporated, corporate citizenship isn't just a buzzword. Their team volunteers all over the country and devotes time to help others in a wide variety of organizations. They want to unlock people's potential and elevate their quality of lives, one project at a time. Learn more at cgpconstruction.com. What's up, guys? Sean Black and FM Evolution. Welcome back to the show. Excited to be sitting down with Jim Robinson today. Hey, Jim, what's up, buddy?
0: Hey, glad to be here today. Thank you. <laughs> uh,
1: as we're all sheltered together and, uh, and you know keeping safe and healthy, today we're going to be talking about uh, the COVID nineteen outbreak here, the pandemic, and and uh, how it's really affecting facility uh, managers and the service providers. And, uh, so yeah, thank you for joining the show, man. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Tight times, calls for tight measures and creativity. That's it. That's what we're all about. Um,
1: I kind of wanted to kind of get your take on, you know, current state, how CGB doing, what's going on, like, what's your thoughts so far on, uh,
0: covid so I think on COVID, I think first and foremost, probably thank the front, you know, the first responder people, the folks in the hospitals that are working. They say this is a ravaging, ferocious, nasty, nasty disease or can be. Yeah. Those guys that are ex- exposed every day, I think it's important to acknowledge those folks that are working and their asses off, not, not able to do what we do, hanging out a, at home with our families. They're not able to do that. To
1: yeah, they're definitely not bored at all. They've got their hands full.
0: Yeah, they got their hands full. So a big giant thank you to those guys. Big giant thank you to all the teams out there that are going to work every day uh, as an essential part of the food, food supply lines and the necessity supply lines. Big thank you to those guys. Uh, they're working diligently every day. I think that's really important to acknowledge those teams. Our teams and other companies like us uh, in the facilities business, they're going to work they're diligently handling things. So it's important to recognize those folks and being thankful. I think it's also important to thank our government. Uh, some of us dislike the government, maybe dislike how they've handled things. We all have opinions of that. At the end of the day, none of us have dealt with this before. I think the government's doing a fantastic job and the best of their ability, just like us. They put their pants on in the morning, just like we do, one to on, and They're making decisions on the fly. They just don't know. And they have a lot of resources, a lot of excellent people around them to actually help make those decisions. But I think it's really important to say thank you to our government and state officials that are actually making these tough decisions. We may not like all of them, and they don't like making them. I guarantee you it's not a control mechanism for those of uh, the fear mongers. This is not what this is about. They are really trying to make sure massive people don't die on their watch, and that's what they're doing. And right, wrong, or otherwise, they're going to solve this problem in some fashion, and we'll be better for it. It's, it's just a non-issue. So thank you to the government officials for doing what they think is best at this time.
1: Those guys are absolutely working hard. I was, work, I was watching a, uh, a briefing, and I saw Ben Carson sitting back there, and he, he almost fell asleep because he's so dang tired. You know they're working tirelessly they're working you know, probably 16, 18, 20 hours a day just to try to catch up and, and stay ahead of the game. And then, I mean, they're, those, that team is leading this country into what none of us have ever experienced before.
0: It's yeah, really crazy. Sure. It's a, and it's a very thankless job, right? The higher the rank and the higher the following, the higher the, higher the responsibility, the less thankful, the more attacked and the more hated you become. And those guys are all on the front lines. They're getting beat up every day. And, and they're, you know, that's a 20-hour work day. Some of them haven't slept in a couple of days, for sure. Um, but I suspect that that's going to continue for the next few weeks. And so they, there's a lot to be thankful for with those guys that are dealing with this. And they're doing what they can with what they have. And they have a lot of resources, and they're doing a good job. And so I think we, even though we may not like everything about it, I think it's important to recognize and say thank you for those officials. That are working their tails off trying to make things better for everybody.
1: So, Agreed. yeah, yeah, that doesn't get more important right now to to lead the country than it is with the situation that we're in right now.
0: Yeah, not just the country, not just uh, Washington, but the state and local officials, all the regions yes. serve, all the regions our our listeners are serving, in, all those state and local officials. Um, that's important to recognize those guys too. It doesn't matter if you like it or not. They're working their butts off, and they should show gratitude. <laughs>
1: So, I mean, of course, for FM Evolution, we are always talking about facility management and innovation and what's going on uh, with our industry. And I don't think there's any industry that's been hit more hard than the hospitality and restaurant worlds. Um, and so kind of want to talk to you a little bit about what your current take on the situation is, like how things are going, what you've heard about uh, the stores, and, and what you, kind of feedback you're getting from, from, from the uh, facility managers.
0: Yeah, I think uh, one of the things is, is to read all the local orders, state and state and local regional orders, the state mm-hmm. and orders being passed, the government, the federal laws that are being passed on a daily basis. They've passed a few uh, regulations and, and control measures to control the coronavirus. But I think it's really important to continue to read those things and stay up on those. Uh, I know there's a couple on my team that's doing that right now. We're reading nonstop and staying ahead of that curve. We need to have an understanding of this for our employees and their families. It's really important that we recognize some of the benefits that can come out of whatever is being passed, several laws, financial laws, et cetera. Um, but I, I think uh, keeping the team motivated with some of that information is really important. Uh, employment laws, so facility managers in general need to be staying ahead of that curve as well, being very much in tune or have a resource to go to that does have that data. Uh, so I think that's really important that somebody somebody in the local facilities, there's you know, leaders of these facility teams that they are no doubt staying on top of this. Thing. It's, it's all consuming. I can tell you, for me personally, it's been solid 14, 16-hour days. Just in research, just research alone, and uh, not including the typical daily tasks and the management portion of this. So it's really important that everybody just stay really, really well informed. Uh, research and uh, reviews of the new laws and then the addendums of those laws very important.
1: From a leadership standpoint, and you and I, we are always um, constantly talking about our leadership on the show because we're doing the, the leadership series. But in a time of, uh, I would not want to say crisis, but in, in a time like this, what do you see leadership, you know, what, what, what do you do as a leader? Like, what, how, do you, how do you maintain the status quo here? What's, what do you do?
0: They say the leadership can be that lonely corner office sometimes. Yeah. No, uh, there's some truth to that. There's also some fallacy to that. You know, it's, it's how you engage who you engage. But from a leadership standpoint, I'm suggesting that leaders, one, stay in tune with their teams. Find the ones that are most fearful or having the most uh, panic-stricken day. And I've discovered as talking to most or all of our team, who has that and who doesn't. And so I lean a little more in there. I have daily conversations with the folks that are struggling a little more. Uh, We have a psychologist in the game. And that psychologist is giving us very good insight. He's a personal friend of mine as well. but I use his psychology services to serve me. And he has clearly stated that being stuck and listening to these repeated, um, you know, doom and gloom reports. Yeah. has an impact of PTSD. Absolutely. And so encouraging the team to not listen to or read on a repetitive basis, the, the, uh, the doom and gloom or the devastation or the death of what this is causing. Be informed, but limit that to a 10-minute window in the morning. Read John Hopkins, CDC, OSHA. Those are three very in tune, very number-driven, very specific, and then how to maintain cleanliness. So I encourage everybody to do that. I'm doing that with our team is follow the protocol and the hygiene standards. And then if you have to read to be informed, then read those three sites every morning. Take you about 15, 20 minutes or so. Just take that and don't watch news and social media platforms. Engage your families. Engage friends. Call outside if you're stuck in quarantine. Call outside the home. You need to have some dialogue with other circles other than family. Uh, Take the family hiking. Go for a long walk. Take the dog on a walk. Do something. Do not be cooped up at home. Because that does long-term repression, and could you know create more damage uh, to you and the family. So be a leader, rise up, be creative, do something different. By all means, get out of the house, do some exercise, go do something. I told you earlier that we went and climbed the local mountain here in Phoenix. Yep, and it was an outstanding hike. We had a great time, and the views at the top were spectacular. While I was gasping for air at the top, it was <laughs> yes. it. so. Rise up as a leader. We have to do things differently sometimes, and now is a better time to do that. Other times, be different, be unique, find another way to do things. So, engage your team and encourage them to find uniqueness and not dwell on today. Start planning for tomorrow.
1: A couple of things that I've noticed I think have been really interesting since COVID has come around, and, and that's the memes that are out there about yeah. it's just incredible. And one of the memes I saw was uh, before COVID-19 was all the family on their phone, their cell phones. And then after COVID-19, everyone's biking, you know? (laughs) So it kind of goes to what you're saying though. I mean, if, if anything positive can come out of this uh, and there's a lot that can, it's really reconnecting with your family and doing things that, you know, are more important than just, you know, having a screen in front of your face. So I think that's good.
0: Yeah, forget the social platforms. There's zero, there's zero uh, connectivity there. Picking up the phone and having some dialogue, doing a FaceTime or a Skype or a Zoom, uh, to, to directly engage, read body language, see each other's, you know, smiling faces, just crying faces. Either way, really important to engage. Uh, but get off the phone, stay off the phone, stay off social. But that's just, that's just how I am. That's what I see. Yeah. Guy. Since uh, the Iraq War of 91, um, I, I shut off, I've just shut off the news and I repeatedly say, don't get on the news. And um, so that's how I've always played it. It's uh, Yeah, since the first Iraq War, it's, I've spoke out for 20 plus years, don't be on the news. It's, it's started, it's opinionated, it's not factual.
1: It is, it is, it is opinionated and it's, it's all over the place. And if you, if you are listening, you, you will hear that the opinions are so doom and gloom all the way to, this is a cold, you know, it's just so far ranging where people are minimizing what COVID is. And then other people are overplaying it so far that, you know, uh, people in my family are scared to death, you know, and then other people are just like, yeah, yeah, this is no big deal. So it's really interesting.
0: And I've personally talked to probably 95% of my family. Yeah. Family is enormous. There's Robinsons all around the world. Um, I've talked to a hundred of them probably. And there's not a single one of them that's living in fear, which is outstanding. Yeah, that's good. Because I I understand I'm sympathetic because there are others that are living in fear. Uh Uh, And my message is, is don't be fearful. Be grateful. Gratitude replaces fear, and gratitude is—is look what's changing. Yeah, one of those complacencies are about to be gone, which is nice. And there's a brand new thing coming. And ones that rise up with uniqueness are going to experience things in a very nice way and a very unique opportunity. We're going to see things very differently in the next.
1: What I like right now for me is I get to see people who are coming together. Like they haven't since nine eleven, right? Yeah. And 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 it, unfortunately, it, sometimes it takes an event like this to reconnect people. But the good is that that's happening. Yeah, love for sure, hundred percent.
0: You're not seeing any mass shootings. You're not seeing any of the insanity. Um, you're seeing minimized insanity, very minimized. But you're not having the mass, uh, the mass blowups and the window smashing and the car smashing and burning all of that left and right of the aisle you know, figuratively for the politicians, that's all been diminished. Uh, there is a unification, again, in, in the United States that we've not seen in a few years. And that's a beautiful thing. And when people unify, amazing things change. And it's always to serve each other better. And I think this this is no different. As bad as this thing feels, the deaths that have been caused is... Uh, a lot
1: of change. Yeah, a lot of change. Current state of things, though, for facility managers um, are depending on the brand. There's so many different things going on. You know, the traditional uh, drive through you know, restaurants, they're surviving um, and some are thriving. And then others, you know, are in a state where they have to close down stores temporarily. I wonder if you could maybe talk a little bit about that.
0: So my opinion of the state of business right now is if you're in the retail business, uh, specifically in food product or necessity, household necessities, uh, your facilities are booming. Yeah. Uh, so if you look at the Walmarts, the Targets, all those guys, those are booming Costco. Costco probably has extremely high record numbers. Uh, there are some limitations because they're limiting, you know, various retailers are limiting how many people in the store. Social distancing is important and that will have an impact on revenue. But those types of entities are doing extremely well. Uh, Food stores, any of the restaurant facilities, uh, those that develop a to-go service curbside rapidly uh, are doing extremely well. Some of them have been reporting increased sales of 60 and 80% over normal, which is just staggering numbers if you look at how well they were doing prior to that. But ones that didn't come up with those offerings very rapidly got shut out and they missed an opportunity because society wants to shift and you find the comfort very quickly. So if you're going to, you know, Joe's burger show and you keep going there, that's where you're going to keep going. You're not going to go to the other burger places because you already found one that's committed in the, in the curbside. So there is some big shifts going on in the restaurant business. Some of them won't be back. Um, I am confident some of them will fold forever. Yeah. Uh, some of the smaller groups will probably go away that haven't been able to change rapidly. And on the other hand, there's mom and pops that changed like day one with offerings of curbside and Uber eats and, and, you know, DoorDash, et cetera. And they're the ones that are 60, 70%. Others have come up with charitable contributions, giving out free meals, uh, to, you know, the, the stuck at home, some of the elders, some of those with compromised immune system are getting free meals from some of these restaurants. And those restaurants were doing it for free and are just making hand over fist results out of that. Yep. And, and their businesses will thrive on the other side of it. There's been
1: some restaurants I know, and I was thinking of one story where they absolutely refused to furlough and took out loans and publicly stated we're not furloughing anyone in anyone in our team and the public responded to that by going to that that uh restaurant in droves because yeah. they know that like that's something that's that's amazing to be able to to do that. And so yeah. they've they've been supported and consequently they're growing like crazy.
0: Yeah. Well so it, it's uh, uh, In these times, in these tough times, there's always a difference of the leadership that shows up. And I I did a little bit of a talk last week about watch. Watch who shows up during these tough times because brand-new entrepreneurs, brand-new leaders are, are about to show up. And those leaders that get squeezed the most and have the darkest backside are the strongest leaders that are about to evolve. We will see that over the coming next two, three, four weeks. We're going to start to see, even in our own teams, we're going to see the people that were teetering on risk, um, kind of shifting back and forth. Should I do it? Should I stay complacent? Should I stay comfortable? Or should I go all in? And it's go all in kind of time. Uniqueness and go all in because there's nothing else to risk, right? Everyone has lost their money. Everyone has lost their fortunes. Everyone, uh, business owner-wise, is dumping every penny to stay afloat and keep Employees employed. Uh, we're doing everything we possibly can. I'm not unique in that way. Uh, I'm in the mold with everyone else. And watch what happens, how many people are going to evolve, change, and, and, and change up their offerings and do different things. Restaurants across the board, facility service companies across the board, everybody's going to be shifting in a big way. Uh, I'm excited to be a part of it. I'm excited to stay in tune with it. We're developing new programs right now that we can offer today. Uh, that restaurants really really need um, not to not just today but next week and the following week and beyond uh, to get these stores prepped and ready to open so it's it's a matter of what are you offering how are you offering it, and how much risk are you willing to take the, re- the leaders are going to show up well let's talk about that real
1: quick, and um, I know from a standpoint of being able to offer something that's relevant for people you we talked a little bit earlier about the you you guys have the ICR program.
0: So we just came up with an ICR program, and that's just an acronym uh, for Inspect, Cycle, and Report. Inspect, Cycle, and Report, ICR. An ICR program is to inspect, go into the stores, uh, go to the exterior, inspect signs, look for graffiti, locks, hampering, break ins, etc., cetera, uh, leaks, um, inspect all of the things inside the store, make sure there's no trash left in there, and inspect floor. Uh, rodents and pests. Uh, restaurants, particularly when they sit idle, uh, they're going to have a pest control issue. Uh, I know the pest control companies are going to be running crazy to try to stay ahead of this curve. It's very important. And then the cycling part is is cycling all of the fixtures, uh, e- either ice machines if they haven't been shut down, cycling those in, in those, cycling all faucets. It's a user it or lose it type of scenario. So if you don't run your dishwashers, you don't run your faucets, you don't run the toilet, you get stagnant water. Stagnant water, uh, of course, will have gnats, flies, uh, other risks. And then the reporting is, us being the eyes and ears, I think that's critical that we're given a menu report to the client, uh, to the restaurateur, uh, the facility manager, and give them a report of what our are finding when the guys go in the store. So we're just calling it an ICR it's inspect cycle and report and it'll one time it'll maintain every seven days It'll maintain the site uh, it'll be clean healthy uh, and then when it's ready to ramp up ramp up time is going to be in about three weeks everybody's going to get extremely busy because ramp opening time is about four to five weeks away roughly because if you look at the curve and where we're at we're about to the other side Mm -hmm. on a bit of a uh, escalation phase We'll go into phase three, which is flat, and then we go the other side. If you follow those reports, it it looks like it's about four weeks away. That means ramping up needs to start in three to four weeks because as facility managers and restaurateurs know, uh, in the facilities business, it's been very scarce employment. We're going to have an abundance of employees that have been standing by, and they're going to work their tails off day and night to be able to, one, make up hours, get revenue coming, and serving the clients at a really high level, very 24-hour, seven-day-a-week type of timeframe. But they're going to need to get on list quickly in that three, four-week timeline because for the next three weeks of that will be all ramp-up. And By region, it'll be ramp-up based on the curve of the coronavirus. <coughs> Excuse me. Because some regions will start opening much faster. Uh, than other regions that are on the backside of the curve on an escalation phase. So I think it's really important that, one, either you do an ICR or you do some type of program like that. Um, for us, it's about 125 bucks a store. We go in and we do all these things, uh, give you a report, you decide what you want to spend money on. So I think it's really important to be able to just get that done uh, and do it every seven days so you have eyes and ears in the field and be ready for the ramp up. If you're doing this every week, I think you're going to be ready for the ramp-up phase, and the ramp-up phase will be minimal. But it's a use-it-or-lose-it, and that's what we came up with the program. You have to exercise the facilities, the lighting, the light control panels mm. to see that you're going to have LED lights that no longer turn on because they haven't been cycled. So, that's
1: crazy. You know, most people don't think about that stuff that as they're doing their day-to-day operations. If, he, if, he, if you're not using some of this stuff, like the, the water filters or even just your plumbing, you're going to have issues. I don't think most people realize uh, in the facility world, uh, the facility managers for sure, but just the operations guys, they're not thinking, hey, I need to get all my toilets flush. I need to get all of my fixtures cycled through.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're not probably thinking about that. They're on their uh, the other side. They're on the money side. And what do we cut? How do we get rid of things? It's, it's the one area they need to spend the 125 a store on um, and change change from now forward because uh, it's, it's very limited weeks before reopening. And um, they need to be ready because I think the pest control, the cleanliness, it's going to be a concern. And then they'll be scrambling uh, at high dollar, by the way. At high dollar, right. What's about 25 today is going to end up costing them thousands because they're going to be in a mad rush paying overtime emergency rates to get people in to do all that work. Well, that's
1: kind of the challenge, right? Because even, even at doing that, because everyone is going to be gearing back up, having enough bodies to fill that can be challenging, too, because everyone's going to be doing the same thing. So really from a facility management standpoint, now's the time to be maintaining it. Cause if you don't, it's just going to be really hard to deal with once the stores do reopen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I think the seven days we're doing this already, as you know, we're doing this for some retailers and it's, um, it's staying ahead of the curve. They don't want to be behind. Right. You know, they're taking a proactive approach and um, not letting it get ahead of them because the pest control is going to be the biggest nightmare. And if they're not cycling water, keeping peat traps and uh, and uh, p-trap primers in the bathroom floors, uh, all primed are going to have a rodent problem. So, I think you know, for the small fee, it's going to save them thousands on the backside come opening day. So, inspect, uh, cycle everything, and write the report. So, ICR is uh, is the new thing. We got to get the ICRs going.
1: Well. That's pretty great. I mean, I, I, a lot of. um a lot of companies really have to innovate right now. I love to see that. CGP is, of course, innovating. We're trying to find new ways to serve our clients, and and that's a big deal right now. Um, and you talked a little bit about 30, 45 days out. What do you feel like is that's going to look like for most companies? Like Everyone wants to know like when we're getting out of this thing and what to do next.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there, there's a lot of smarter people than I that can project. <laughs> and I can't. Um, but my, my suggestion is, is that we're going to see some big movement in the next couple of weeks to where the people will anticipate opening very likely early May. Um, so I think we got about a 30 day, 35 day cycle right now that we're going to, you know, kind of be stuck in a very isolated way. I do remote communications, but I, I think in the next, I would say four or five weeks. It's uh, it's going to be game time, and it's going to be time to get stores open. I think they may have uh, restricted hours. I think the government would be it uh, would behoove them depends on the curve and where we're at with the outbreak. But it's going to be limited hours, even though they're going to allow it to be open. I think there'll be out limited hours. I think there's still going to be social distancing through May June. I think there'll be some limitations and restrictions. So we need to capitalize and maximize that as restaurateurs. Uh, property owners, uh, retailers, maximize that timeline, but be ready to go, and also hire back those good folks that have been working for all of us.
1: Get them back to work. The or got a layoff,
0: or got diminished. Yeah, it's time to crank them back up because they're going to be ready. To, they're going to be hungry, willing to serve, ready to go. But I think that's uh, I think it's four by weeks. We'll see the ramp up, and then for the next couple of months, it'll be some limitation.
1: Do you think Americans are going to rush back to restaurants?
0: I think they're going to. I think they're going to rush back to everything that is a uh, area of congregation because they've been isolated and not around people. Yeah. Other than family, and that's a great thing to be connected to their family, and they may take families with them. But I think they're going to restaurants. I think people personally. I want to go to a steakhouse. I want. Yeah. That's a normal occurrence for a Friday or Saturday for me um, and my wife, and we haven't done any of that. And I've grilled. I've done some cool things at home, but that doesn't – it's not the same. not like the same. Socialize. So I think we're going to see a sharp up uptick. People want to get out. We've been in isolation. As soon as you say freedom, which they will not do, by the way, but as soon as you say freedom, people are going to scatter in different directions. They're going to go see the movies. They're going to go buy cars. They're going to go to dinner. They're going to go do these things. They're going to shop. Even if they don't buy anything, they're going to go into a retail establishment and be able to cruise around and be able to look at them. They won't have a lot of money. They're going to frugal areas at first. But the freedom day, it won't be, okay, Saturday morning, everything's lifted. It will be a very gradual. it will be gradual. People kind of need to understand that they will have limitations for the next foreseeable few months and it'll, it'll gradually go until then they just disregard and then it'll take
1: on. I'm gonna- getting antsy. I'm getting antsy at home. Yeah. I do not want to do yard work anymore. <laughs> yeah. I want to get out. I have not wanted to see a movie. It's so bad in so long. And it's just because I. I don't think we like the restrictions in general. Not Americans for sure.
0: Yeah, we don't like to be controlled by another authority, right, General, in general. But if you perceive it something different, right? Yeah. Perceive it as they're smart and they're trying, they're working their butts off with a high responsibility to protect us. We are treading on things that you and I don't know anything about. That's true. It's easy to judge. Um, it's easier to not judge and just do a good thing because we know it has a limited life. This isn't forever, and we'll see this thing start to shake loose. The climate's going to be a long time. A year from now, uh, we're going to see more remote working, more than we have in the past. Um, And I think we will also see not only remote working, people don't need offices, but we will have more uh, team-building events. So like the punch-boil social types of platforms or venues, will become more popular because I think instead of having an office to see each other every day, people are going to see each other every two weeks or every four weeks as, as a community event. That's my belief. But now they've tested and proven that we can all work in an isolated way. We have laptops and Zoom meetings. It's no-brainer to go work wherever you feel like. So I think we're going to see a very different uh, atmosphere in about a year. Um, but I think there'll be more team building events. I, yeah, personally, um, but I, I would think that that's how you unify again in the future.
1: All right, Jim Robinson, thank you for taking the time to talk with us. I'm excited to to participate in those team builders coming up. And I uh, wish I would have bought stock in Zoom, but hey, you know, of course I just do not wait to hey. So I appreciate your time today, and I'm excited to kind of see what happens with us uh, in the future here, and we'll keep you on the line here as we get more updates for COVID-19 and uh, how it's really affecting facility management.
0: Homeowners, go and maximize the government benefits. Those people that are distressed financially, go and exercise the maximum, maximize what the government's offering right now. We'll pay it back in the next few years. Everybody will pay a little more in taxes. Maximize the homeowner benefits. Get your mortgages waived or deferred. There will be no penalties. Uh, 401ks are waiving penalties on 401k withdrawals. Maximize that. Stay afloat. Don't let the finances get you down. Stay focused on next week, next month, next year. Don't get stuck in today. Maximize what's out there. Great advice, John. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks for having me.